0: Welcome back to No Sugar Coating, next episode. Um, I am Jerry Dale, and today I have Laura Carranza. Yes. Um, she is a survivor for narcissists, um, and so we're going to talk to her. She's wrote a book called The Ugly Love. The Ugly it's called Love. Ugly Love, yeah. Ugly Love. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the book, and we're going to talk about a narcissist, and we're going to talk about what they are, what they do and who they are. Exactly, Um,
1: and it's a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be back in just a few seconds. This episode of No Sugar Coating is brought to you by Flood Zone Car Wash. Flood Zone Car Wash is one of the last full service car washes in the Metroplex. We have a brand new tunnel and unlimited monthly wash plans. We were voted best customer service with our experienced team. Visit us at floodzonecarwash.com. That's floodzonecarwash.com. Welcome back. Um, again, I'm Jerry Dale here with Laura. Uh, thank you for coming to the I am uh, to excited show. to be here. Um, this is a topic that is heavy and it's big. Yes. And um, the word gets thrown around so much. Yes. Um, and I don't really know if people understand what it is and what it's not. Um, I think um, in society, we tend to pick up words um, and trending words and use them based on a definition from somebody who really doesn't know. And then it's kind of just gets passed around and then we just start using it and nobody really knows. But we want to clear that up for you today. Absolutely. All right, Um, so let's just start with what a narcissist is. is.
1: It is a smaller definition than people think. So let's just start it that way. And many of us do tend to throw that word around a lot. And not really know exactly what it is. But a narcissist is um, there are only about 6% of um, people in the country that have been diagnosed as narcissists. So I think the number is probably a little bigger than that, but it is so difficult to get narcissists to go into therapy to be truly diagnosed by a psychiatrist or a psychologist. So there is this, you could say the Bible for psychiatry and psychology called the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Health Disorders. And there's a whole chapter on cluster B personality disorders. And that's where you see bipolar, narcissism, and a few others. Antisocial disorder. Okay. So it is a true diagnosis. And so what that means is there are, it's like on a spectrum, autism, just... Autism is a spectrum. Kids or adults can be very mild, but yet they become very severe. Narcissism is that way. And a little over the halfway point, if a patient or person has five of the nine traits of a narcissist, then they're diagnosed as a narcissist. Oh,
0: so, so, so can we get the five? Can we get five of them or?
1: Yeah, you can get, uh, yeah, I'll give you all nine if you'd like. It's in my book, Ugly Love. I wrote about them all because it's so important to recognize, um, So, and and just real quick, if you were to look at the scale and you were thinking, okay, who would be like at 0%, you know, I'm at about 20 because I'm still, I try to control 20%. That's one of my flaws, if you will. I like to control everything and we know we're not really in control, but Jesus was at 0%, right? So all of us fall somewhere on the spectrum and you can have some healthy narcissism. Maybe you're very confident and you can speak well in front of people, but that doesn't make you... narcissist you might just have one of the traits but yeah let's go over the traits yeah you mentioned one low Low empathy empathy. Mm -hmm. yeah so that's one of those that
0: um that i tend to i have tend to have um i don't know if i just was built that way i don't know why i mean i'm i um you know i i tend to care for people yeah but i don't tend to take it on yeah um and i just Think I just and I was telling though. you, I
1: think that's a strong trait, not to take it on, because people that when we take it on, we can get depressed, anxious, um, quit caring for ourselves because we're trying to fix someone else. So that's good for you because you can still show up for people who need you.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So, so I've
1: known you a long time. <laughs> You're a good guy. <laughs> thank you. So the first one that is listed, and you'll understand this, it's a a grandiose sense of self-importance. They exaggerate achievements and talents and expect to be recognized as superior without commensurate achievements.
0: So now, so now is that not, I mean, would we back in the day call that being a little conceited or being, um, um, what's the word? Um, just another word like Everybody kind of wants that, that grant at some point, right? Depending on what what you're doing or where you're at, even in your job or, Mm -hmm. or even at home. I think maybe, you know, as a dad or as a parent, you kind of want to have that over your children, right? Right.
1: Right. See, the trouble is when we add several more, (laughs) right? You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. But I think it's um, the grandiosity that um, sometimes the narcissist will show that. And that's when we say they're a covert, um, an overt narcissist. And okay. then sometimes they, they hide that, but they subtly like passive aggressive comments and yeah, mm. because deep down they're vulnerable and that's called a covert narcissist. Ah, so okay. yeah, there's so many labels. So, so yeah, you're right. We need to have some of that, especially with kids, right? right. Teenagers, you have a daughter in college, mine's headed that way. Oh my. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He thinks, I love him. I love him, but he thinks he knows everything.
0: Yeah. Everything. And they all do. Yeah. 17
1: knows it all. I'm I'm (laughs) stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, number two is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Oh,
0: Mm -hmm. okay.
1: So they live, they think they're, they're here, but they also live here. Does that make sense? They're Mm -hmm. just
0: kind of like we do in society, right? When we, um, um, what's the word we, we out, we, we outlive or we, we overspend or we outlive we kind of mm-hmm. like we're here from a financial standpoint but we overspend right right so it's exactly like i was just oversp- thinking yeah. that mm-hmm. so we kind of kind of same thing right yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: i was with narcissists for 44 years including was raised by one and then married one and it's no secret that's googled a lot right. um and part of my experience with narcissists it's all about how it looks even like you said even if the money's not there it's got to be the fancy car it's gotta be the big house. Yeah.
0: yeah, so so, so, how is that, being married to um, a narcissist? Because I know there's women out there who are married to men, and mm-hmm. that's how typically what we think of, we think of narcissists, um, but are there women narcissists? There are female narcissists. Okay. So if, if there are female narcissists and then there's men, so being married to one, How is is that just in general, just, I mean, what does that look like? Oh, it's
1: debilitating. They tear you apart bit by bit. There's like this whole cycle of abuse where the first part's love bombing. I don't know if any of you have heard of love bombing. Mm -hmm. That's like the flowers and the trips, everything Mm -hmm. is just intensified. And then once they have you hooked, and women do this too, to men, women, narcissists, they have you hooked and they start slowly whittling you down because deep down they want what you have. They maybe want your confidence or your ability for people to like you. Um, mm. Yeah. And yeah. then they rage and then you're cowering. You're like, oh, and you're like, I just, I, I wanna leave. This, this is horrible. And then they come back with this apology. That's like, um, I'm sorry, but you pushed my buttons. Right. And that's where um, we stay stuck because then we think it's gonna be okay. Well, he did apologize kind of.
0: Yeah. So with, with that being said, when you have, um a narcissist who will come back and apologize and apologize, but yet you have someone and and I would say maybe, maybe they're unequally yoked. And so in Mm -hmm. this aspect, but then you have someone who's a Christian who is trying to be more like Jesus and who's trying to accept this apology and still be in this situation. But how does that work?
1: It keeps you stuck. It keeps you stuck because and rightly so many churches want people to stay married. Right. Because divorce is difficult. It's difficult on everyone involved. Um, but sometimes that's not the healthy thing to do for anyone, the right. kids, the person being abused. Um, it is, it's like this is my dad's favorite word is conundrum. It's a conundrum.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause so I, um, I've been married twice, divorced twice and, um, you know, one of the things with me on my, especially on my second marriage, God was not involved Mm -hmm. from the giddy up. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it was when, when the divorce time came, I was okay with it because I felt like God wasn't there from the, from the get go, Mm -hmm. even though we, you know, things had evolved, right. Whether it was, um, me leaning more towards Jesus at the Mm -hmm. time, um, or not, right? It was just, it evolved. But anyway, I ended up getting divorced. So I just, I just was wondering like what that looked like because you know, you stay for, people stay for different reasons, mm-hmm. right? And that's one of those things where it's like, you really should try probably try to get out of.
1: Yes, yeah. yes. And toward the end of my marriage, you know, the Bible verse about bring a child up in the way that mm-hmm. you would and then mm-hmm. always come back to it, meaning Christianity or the Lord. Right. I started coming back. You know in my mid to late 30s and going lord what is this i'm hurt i'm confused this is not what i expected marriage to be um and i started learning more and more about you know jesus did he got angry it's okay to be angry he overturned um, tables in the temple when the money changers were stealing Um, i am god's daughter you are god's son and he doesn't want his children to be abused And when you've given it your all, and I knew I had, and we saw five marriage counselors over ten years, and I saw a couple of counselors on my own, I had given it my all. I I knew it's just, and my health was going down the toilet, so I had to.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, health thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because um, it just came to me, you know, God wasn't in it. In the beginning and i'm not saying your marriage i'm just saying it was for me, true for my right? marriage it wasn't yeah. in the beginning but when i the way i was raised when i come back to christ mm-hmm. really i needed to get out in order for me to continue my relationship with christ
1: exactly had
0: i stayed in it then it either would have gotten worse because i believe my health got worse too and i believe that that was a part of it because i was I was never able to be me, the way I was designed to be, mm-hmm. um, on a regular basis. Because there was always something that, you know, you, you on your way home. I'm thinking like, okay, what am I getting today? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I going mm-hmm. to deal with today? What's what's going? What's home going to look like this evening?
1: Oh yes, they call that walking on eggshells, yes. JD. Yes. So you you don't know what you're going to come home to one day. It could be, Hey, I'm so glad you're home, baby. And the next day you come home to this raging, screaming right. person. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so that makes you just anxious. I began having panic attacks in the middle of the night. I would wake up and think I was dying. At this point, I'm sleeping in the guest room with the door locked, i threatening to call 911 because there was so much yelling. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, I'm so glad that's over. Yeah. (laughs) You can get out of it. You know, you can, that's, that's why I'm here. I'm hope that you can get out of it.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I, and I think sometimes you don't have, I know what the church teaches and I know what the church preaches, Mm -hmm. but I know what the Bible says too. Mm -hmm. But my, my belief is that when you didn't get in it with God, you can, you can pray and God can change both people because Mm -hmm. we are talking Mm -hmm. about God, right?
1: Miracle worker. But
0: if, if, if it's, if God's not doing it, because if that person isn't, um, isn't trying to repent and become with God, then it's never really going to work because one of you will be with um, God. And one of you will not be in terms of how you're living your life. And so the marriage can't work anyway, even though when you got together, you both may not have been with God. Right. That's why you got together. Right. And so then as you come back to, um, the scripture and the gospel and and Jesus, it's like, yeah, you, you have to split. And so I I actually think the church should, uh, embrace that, Mm -hmm. but that would mean, admitting that, yeah, people get married not based on um, a relationship well, with yeah, God. I, Both people I was dumb. still,
1: you know, somewhat immature, Right. you know, and had been in this, as you know, this self-serving, um, it's not always that way, but a lot of it was a self-serving industry as a news anchor reporter. And it was all about the biggest story, you know, what you were wearing, who you interviewed, you know, what have you done for me today? And the focus was so on. You know you and bringing numbers in for the station and yeah god kind of unfortunately fell by the wayside
0: yeah wow this is good it's good stuff um so society did we create a narcissist like That's just such a time? good
1: question so there are a couple answers and all of them are true so most of the time not always but most of the time there is a genetic component and then an environmental component. So say you you get a kiddo that both mom and dad are narcissist and the kiddo's born, typically what we see is that someone will go the other way like me and totally become an empath and overfeel, try to fix everyone or they become a narcissist. But just say you have that healthy parent that says, no, son, we don't act that way. The healthy parent takes that little seed of empathy and is able to raise a healthy child
0: yeah. and
1: work on that. But when you don't have two healthy parents, then
0: and then that's then that's mm-hmm. what it is, right? And so then
1: then there are societal pressures on people that make them turn into narcissist. I have um, someone that I know that uh, came into a lot of money and you know moved to a wealthy part of a major city. And she has become a narcissist. And when I knew her as a kiddo, you know, we were fishing in a John boat in the river, putting crickets on hooks. And it's way different now.
0: Yeah. So that's interesting that you say that, right? So that brings a different question to me now because we will say, right, in society that um, money only amplifies who you already were. Mm -hmm. Um, And so was she already a narcissist? Was she not a narcissist, and the money actually did make her one? You know, right? that's
1: I, I, didn't know enough when I was thirteen and she was fifteen, and we're fishing. Right. You know, I didn't know.
0: Right, like what it you was. You know, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, because you because you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it could have the... been.
1: You know, she was head cheerleader at a big high school. She was, you know.
0: Yeah, and the... some of those, and some of those, some of those traits, at a younger age, we encourage. Well, yes um, as um as a um, as a parent we encourage them mm-hmm. especially when we see them in um in our daughters right or right. In, a, in a female we encourage because it's like oh she's got a little mm, she's got some this we wanted yeah. to be a leader we wanted to do these right. things and we encourage those things and so we don't know that w- that we could be creating um or making a or have a narcissist in the making right mm-hmm.
1: i think the key with that is for anyone wondering about raising a narcissist is you just always teach the most important thing is kindness, right? You know, yeah. did you have a good day at school? Yes. Were you were you kind to that little boy in your class today that seems unhappy? You know, just encouraging. Right. When my son holds the door open for, you know, a, a, like a woman. And yes. I'm like, good job.
0: Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You taught, him well. taught yeah, him well. I don't know about that. <laughs> sometimes he doesn't do it for me. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Um, So it brings up narcissists, but a question for me is um, the difference between a narcissist, sociopath, Mm -hmm. and I want to say a toxic person, um, because we use that word toxic a lot too, toxic relationship, toxic, Mm -hmm. toxic, but we also use narcissists. And so sometimes they get thrown around together. um, And I think people think they're together and I don't know, are they the same? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. No, let, I'm going to just run through the rest yes. of the list Yes. so we can, um, here we go. I think we got to what? Number three, mm-hmm. we were going to do number three In this book, I break each one of them down. Like I'm like a, a grand, you know, that grandiosity and I give a lot of examples of it. So if you're wondering, Oh no, am I with a narcissist? It might be something good to see. Um, believes that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood or should associate with special or high status people. Like I remember a narcissist in my life was like, we're just going to go to that party and make a cameo because the people weren't good enough for him to stay. Mm. Okay. Interesting. So, and then there's requires excessive admiration, has a very strong sense of entitlement, exploitive of others. They will Mm -hmm. steal from best friends i've seen it wow lacks empathy as we talked about probably the two biggest markers of a narcissist sociopath or on to a toxic person or a, a psychopath is high control and low empathy narcissists are very controlling and they don't care who they hurt to get what they want is often envious of others believes that others are envious of him or her Regularly shows arrogant, haughty behaviors or attitudes. And then finally, number nine, and I may have missed, or that, so that was number nine. Regularly shows arrogant, haughty behaviors or attitudes. So five of the nine diagnosed as a narcissist. A toxic person could just be someone who's maybe controlling and passive aggressive, right? But they take it to such a level, they hurt you. So a toxic person, you could say it encompasses narcissism and sociopathy, or it doesn't.
0: Mm. So let me ask you this controlling. Mm -hmm. That's another word that gets, um, I think sometimes misused, but, um, can controlling actually be, um, a person's form of protection?
1: Absolutely. And the many of the narcissists learned that in their childhood, something went sideways in their childhood with a parent or caregiver and they had to learn to control everything that they could from money to actions, to stealing something they needed to whatever it is.
0: Hmm.
1: It could be, it could be their way of um, fighting back or surviving.
0: Yeah, wow. And and wanting to control their Mm -hmm. environment.
1: And control their environment.
0: But see it as a form of protection. Mm -hmm. Wow, interesting. Mm -mm. Wow, good stuff. Um, so sociopath
1: it's narcissism, a step further. These are the worst of the, almost the worst of the worst it's in between narcissism and then a psychopath. Who's like what Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, you know, I watched one of those shows on Netflix and watched like 20 minutes of the first episode. It was like, I can't do this. You know, he was chopping up women and putting them in suitcases. Um, that is what like psychopaths do. Wow. Yeah. So sociopathy is kind of in between. I remember someone saying like a narcissist will see you crossing the street and run over you and go, oh, I told you not to cross the street. A sociopath will go faster and maybe back up once or twice to make sure they hit you. And then a psychopath will just drive on top of you and just sit, have the car sit there and make Uh, sure you're dead. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. It's more sinister as
0: As it goes mm -hmm, along, as it mm -hmm. comes down. Wow. That's interesting also. Hmm. So I'll tell you what, so one of the things we talked about low empathy, you Mm -hmm. mentioned low empathy, high controlling. Mm -hmm. Um, but what's the difference or what are we looking at when we talk about empathy, sympathy and pity? Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, I, I was thinking that I have low empathy, um, because I don't take it on, Mm -hmm. but I have, good sympathy cuz i can sympathize with a person and mm-hmm. i can have pity for a person mm-hmm. right even though people say yeah i don't pity me right or, i don't want your pity mm-hmm. but um are, is sympathy and pity are they in there as, in as far as being a trait as well or i mean in terms of low low sympathy or low because with with empathy for me you know i like i think i was telling you earlier if someone was like someone who takes somebody who steals right mm-hmm. I was raised, you don't steal. So I never stole anything. So it's hard for me to per the definition of empathy. It's hard for me to, um, psychologically and vicariously be in that and take that on with someone who gets caught doing it. Right? Like I don't have any empathy for that person. Mm -hmm. Now I can sympathize with them for being caught in terms of what they're going to, what their punishment is going to be. Right. I think I can sympathize with that, but so when we say, when I say low empathy, it's like, mm, do I got one of those traits, right, mm-hmm. of, of that? So it's kind of like, that's what I'm asking. Like, so, you know. And see, I see you as level.
1: having some empathy or you wouldn't pray with people. You wouldn't be on right. the care team at church. Right. Right. So you right. do have some empathy. You just don't, I don't think you recognize it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people without empathy don't do that they don't care
0: they don't care yeah i got you that's that's a big difference yeah i do care
1: be like dropping you and me in hawaii and we're ready to help you know after the fires in maui but a narcissist they'd be like when's the first plane back you know got you
0: i'm not doing this that's a big difference Mm -hmm. that is a huge difference Mm -hmm. so
1: and pity i don't like it when people i've had people pity me because Mm -hmm. of what i've been through i'm like don't pity me i'm a survivor i'm a thriver i got through it pity to me has a little bit of a negative connotation, okay. like, you know, poor you, what did you do to get yourself in that situation? But that's just my
0: no opinion. I, I, I think that's most way. Most people see it. Cause mm-hmm. most people will say, don't pity me. Right. Right.
1: You know? don't, yeah.
0: Um, and so nobody wants to have it, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those words. I just wanted to kind of get a feel for your take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it, what it looked like, you know, in terms of being a narcissist or. Or any of those things.
1: You know, Paul spent so many years in prison. You know, and wrote so many books of the Bible. You know, I don't know if others pitied him. The other, yeah. You know, I don't think so.
0: No, no. Uh, he was strong. He talked about it. So, speaking of the Bible, how does narcissists in the Bible?
1: Does... I started in the last few months doing some research on that because you hear about this Jezebel spirit, and yeah. um, she was such an awful woman. We don't meet her until First Kings, I think, sixteen. But she's like she murders someone because her husband, who's now the king, was one of the worst, um, most sinister kings in the Bible, Ahab, mm-hmm. and Ahab wants this vineyard, and he tells her, and she's so manipulative, and she wants that vineyard too, that she goes and kills this guy, wow. and now, yep. Ahab can have the vineyard. Yeah, just she's um she was controlling, manipulative, little passive aggressive. So yeah, you can see, and and, we know the Bible, I wrote down some Bible verses, speaks against it. Um, God resists the proud, um, but gives grace to the humble. That's in first Peter Mm -hmm. five, five through six. And then second Timothy's one that's mentioned a lot when we talk about narcissism, beware of those who act out of a self-love attitude.
0: That is definitely a narcissist Mm -hmm. trait. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people who, that's what they do right Mm -hmm. and and but sometimes i wonder do they even realize that they're that they're doing that um do narcissists know that they're narcissists
1: i've met some that do you know if you go to my youtube page you can see that interview i did with um a guy named lee uh, lee hancock who went to therapy his wife made him as an ultimatum and he got diagnosed with npd they call it narcissistic personality disorder and he talks about like how he thinks Wow, and how he went, he's been in therapy for a long time. He still has that in him, but he has to think, okay, I got to control this. I got to stop controlling her. I've got to be kind or she's going to leave me. So it's still in him, but he's learned to control some of the symptoms. So,
0: so, you know, for most of us, in order to be able to to really change, right, we have to repent and bring Jesus into our life. Mm -hmm. Can a narcissist change? Can, can a narcissist become a non-narcissist or not a narcissist? Or
1: I have not personally seen it happen even in Christianity circles. And there's a, a doctor named Dr. Lundy Bancroft who worked with 2000 um, abusive men, mostly narcissists and sociopaths. And he only had a handful change over the course of 20 years. And that's because they wanted, they did every week, individual therapy, group therapy, therapy with their wife, um, they had, they had certain things to read and to watch. I mean, this is weekly. It takes a lot of work. And for just say, um, for someone to help say, God, help me change. You've got to be able to submit to a higher power. And most narcissists think they're the higher power.
0: Yeah. So well, with that, so then having a narcissist. I would almost say a narcissist kind of really isn't a Christian, but then it's like, do you have narcissists in the church? So how does that, how does that kind of work? I mean, because Have if they
1: really totally submitted to the Lord? Right. That's what you need to ask
0: yourself. Right. Yeah. 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 So you, even you church people, even Christians, <laughs> you ask yourself, hey, you know, am I, am I, do I have these traits? Mm-hmm. You and know.
1: again, it's okay to have a few. We all need some or we couldn't survive. Right, right. You know, you've got to be somewhat confident in yourself and right. want the best for your family or whatever it is. But
0: but the more you have... The more
1: you have, the...
0: You're probably closer to being... Yeah. Being.
1: One. I mean, I would say two or three are great. But when you get close to four or five, I mean, five's where you're diagnosed as a narcissist. So...
0: Yeah. So... Um, Let's talk about the book. Okay. Um,
1: Good stuff. I say that because God told me to write it. Okay. My counselor at the time, okay. her name is Rebecca. And she said, you really need to tell your story, just even if it helps one person. I'm like, oh no, no nah, not me, mm She goes, Laura, you're a writer, you've written your whole life, do it. I'm like, eh. And then one day I woke up and God was like, do it. And I asked my brother, who's a Christian man, I so said, God's telling me to do this. He goes, you don't say no to God, Right. start writing. Good. So I wrote it in three months and um, just poured out my heart and soul and everything that had happened to me. And how I got out. So the book is about out. your life. Mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm.
0: The book is about when you recognized being- um, um,
1: It's about being raised with a narcissist just, and then marrying one and how we're predisposed to thinking that type of life is normal. So we gravitate toward those people in our adulthood. Mm. And I still get emails and um, people hit me up on YouTube or Instagram or whatever and say, I finished your book. And are you sure you weren't in my life? It's like these narcissists have a book on how to abuse right. people and get wow. their way.
0: Wow. So do you have, or I will say, do you now? Cause you, you know what, what it looks like, but while you were, married to a narcissist did you have friends that were narcissists when you look back now now you may still have some of the same friends i don't know but like because you say that you're you're drawn to them so like you know
1: absolutely absolutely
0: like meeting more people and having friends that were the same way even in the last "Mm -hmm." few years wow
1: jerry i've had to call some people you know and you do it with love you just don't spend as much time with them Mm -hmm. or any time at all
0: yeah, because yeah. you need to change, right? And, yeah, yeah, and, and and you need to remain healthy um, once you get away from a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if
1: if people are they feel like they're stuck in a relationship with a narcissist, you can't listen to those people who say just love him more, just love her more. Um, you know he he must really need some attention. It doesn't work that way with right. a narcissist.
0: Wow. Now I know there's a follow-up. Well, we don't have it here, but there's a follow-up book to this, right?
1: Um, I wrote, yes, it's called girl, get out, girl, get but out. It can, men can use it too. It's just the roadmap I developed over the course of five years when I realized what, where I was and what kind of marriage I was in and the things I did step by step to get out and still keep my kid, my money, my sanity, my soul. And to yeah. build a new life. But I think you, that's important. You I think have to that's be careful.
0: What, yeah. I think that's what keeps some people in too, right? Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. they're scared to leave and be out on their own mm-hmm. because of however long you've been in a relationship mm-hmm. and you've gotten used to it, you've gotten comfortable with it. And so you still put up with the narcissism. But then when you get to that breaking point and you want to get out, you end up still staying in a right. little bit longer because. You're scared because of all the other things and so again she wrote a follow-up book um girl get out yeah. and so that's kind of a, a road map for um people right men and women to be able to get out i mean that's just the title is girl get out yeah um,
1: it talks about any because as the relationship continues you see more financial abuse you even see some religious abuse as a marriage to someone like this continues just across the board anything to keep you in this little box and feeling worthless and controlled and that you'll never get out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, right. So now you're, now you're away from a narcissist, Mm -hmm. right? Um, what does dating look like? Like, how do you, are you analyzing every guy? Are you trying to see? No, no. In fact, the first
1: few guys that I dated and one had a serious relationship turned out to be just like, uh, the same person with a different face, another narcissist. Oh, wow. So that was my red flag that I needed to go heal mm. some more.
0: So <clears throat> that's that's good because I'll tell you, um, most people will not heal or take the time to heal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's more important yeah. um, is to be able to heal. And so I'm telling you that you need to heal yourself before you go do other things because as we talked about, you're, you have a propensity to be attracted or draw the same thing that you've been having. So if you've been in whatever relationship has looked like, you're probably gonna end up with that same thing unless you heal, but you gotta know what healing looks like also, right? Right. right. Um, and for and everyone it's different, different and right. it's not
1: linear. People think, oh, I get to the mountaintop, I'm healed. There'll be, it's like this. Yeah, And but you get better you still are going toward the top of the mountain of healing,
0: but yeah. of like an ebb and flow, but yeah, um,
1: absolutely.
0: Um, because it's, it's, but it's necessary to, to heal and know how to heal and know where to go to heal, Mm -hmm. um, and find people that, that are healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, I'll say find you a healthy church. Um, yeah, absolutely. That, that way you can, can see some things because, so many of us are not reading our Bible because ultimately I think if you just get into the scriptures, you can, he can heal. Right.
1: Yes. um, Better. It helps so much just Mm -hmm. by
0: being in the word.
1: And uh, yes, that, and, um, a counselor or going through like anything spiritual, you know, there's some spiritual retreats that can really help where you turn it all over to the Lord. And
0: yeah. 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 And it's
1: funny you asked that question about dating because you know i've been out on some dates and then they find I, I read a book and they ghost me i wrote a book and they ghost yeah. me and i'm like listen i don't want you to be a narcissist so
0: right. yeah right. yeah yeah i'm not looking for one no
1: i'm not looking for one i love men i want you to be the good guy so right. and i don't sit here and go down a checklist <laughs> yeah
0: now you also wrote a book on dating i did yeah? it's
1: more like just a primer just the what I've learned and what I'm sure you've learned too, just about ghosting is not about you.
0: Um,
1: yeah. You know what online dating is like, and if it's for you or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's one of those things where you, you need to, um, be healthy, uh, spend some time alone. I think, I think part of that is being okay with being alone, Mm -hmm. um, or being by yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think some of us don't like ourselves, Right. And Mm -hmm. not, because of who we are initially, but because of what we've been through mm-hmm. with a narcissist or with someone who is toxic or with a sociopath or whatever, right? And we've been with that person. So now we end up not really liking who we are. So we don't want to be alone. So we kind of mask it yes. and we keep, um, and we're already drawn to someone right. who's very similar um, in those areas. And so I think we have to learn to be okay with ourselves and spend some time mm-hmm. with ourselves first.
1: And I think, and I don't know about you, you can tell me one of the ways in the last even couple of years, I've known that I'm healing so much more quickly than I ever thought is I would rather stay home and read a book and maybe have a glass of wine than go out with people who are toxic or who are draining or who don't support me or, you know, they're not that type of spirit. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'd rather stay home.
0: Yeah. So it's. I, I, I have the same thing, but I, I think some of that for me has also been, um, the growth with my relationship with God, mm-hmm. right? Um, because there are things now that I just don't even like doing Mm-mm. and don't want to do and don't want to be around. Um, and I have friends that I love them to death, but I can only take them in doses mm-hmm. And I can only do certain things with them. And I can only be with them when it's just them and I, right? right? Because when they're around other people, some of those traits tend to be amplified because of they're around other people, Oh, it's
1: Yes, yes. Um, I'm getting back with on YouTube and Instagram and doing all those things that I did a couple of years ago. I took a couple of years off just for me because I went right from that marriage into doing all this work with narcissism. And then I had some eye surgery and fun things like that. So it was a really nice break actually. Sure.
0: Well, we're gonna drop the link um, for her book, her YouTube page, mm-hmm. um, and so all her social media so that, Those of you who want to know if you're living with a narcissist, um, if you weren't able to pick up the traits, you can find the book and that way you can see, um, what that looks like, what, you know, you may be living with one right now. You
1: know what? I'll do a video on that too. And, um, break all nine down. That's probably a good idea
0: in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, check out, go to her YouTube page, um, look at it, but you know, learn, learn who you are and learn who you're living with. Um, and know, and know who you're living with and know, read the Bible, just read your Bible, read the scriptures and let God guide you. And, um, I promise you everything will work out the way it's supposed to. Lord, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on the show. It was my pleasure. Um, and that's a wrap here. I'm here at no sugar coat. Just remember Mm -hmm. we keep it 100% truth. 100% 100% real, and 100% authentic. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The No Sugar Coating Show is powered by gospelfirstministries.org.